Welcome back, gamers, to Budget Arcade, your number one free-to-play and budget review, budget game review podcast in the world. That's a bit, uh, it's a bit new. Uh, it's a new spiel for me, is uh, because we, uh, the podcast recently uh, underwent a, a bit of a revamp, and we have, ex- uh, you know, expanded our operations to not only include free-to-play games. But also indie budget titles across all platforms. Uh, so we are still budget arcade, except we're not exclusive to the free-to-play market anymore. And so I hope you'll uh, you'll stick with us and and join us as we we review some some budgetary titles that uh, may, may cost you uh, a couple bucks. But hopefully you're not uh, you're not spending too much money on these titles that we we review. Uh, in these off weeks that where we don't review a game, I typically go it alone and I I bring you either some video game news or uh, so the video game release calendar for what's coming up, uh, or I'll, I'll I'll share what I've been playing and uh, let you know if it's any good or not. And uh, this episode, I'm going to review uh, the Uncharted movie uh, that just came out. A couple of weeks ago, uh, I went and saw that, and you know, I've uh, de- uh, my thoughts on the movie prior to seeing it are uh, are well documented here. And then afterwards, I'll uh, I'm gonna review uh, Dying Light Two: Stay Human, uh, the video game, uh, the highly anticipated sequel to the 2015 hit uh, Dying Light. So uh, stick around and and. Uh, We'll get that going here very shortly. Hey, kid. A little young for a bartender, aren't you? A little old for prom, aren't you? Everything in here. Why the map? It's the biggest treasure that's never been found. Five billion easy. But it's just a story. I beg to differ. Five hundred years ago... My family found the world's biggest fortune, then was betrayed. People have been searching for it all in vain. Both you turned your keys clockwise at the same time. Thanks a lot. You almost got me killed. Clockwise, Sully? Well, it was 50-50, so I made a guess. Clearly. But the voyage was not just about gold. It was something much more valuable. This girl has a very tragic history. So much blood. I'm pretty sure he just threatened to kill me. Oh, this is gonna suck! Don't get caught. You were just gonna leave me back there. Somebody had to get the cross. brother believed that there was a final piece. Well, you know my brother said? You have no idea who you partnered with. What else aren't you telling me? The victor spoils. How are they gonna get them out of here?
Hey, put them down, boys. <laughs> what is that thing on your face? Yeah, puberty's right around the corner, kid. You can grow your own. So I went and saw Uncharted. I paid money. I, even though I said I wouldn't, I paid money. My kid wanted to go see it. She loves Tom Holland, so uh, we went and we went and saw it. Uh, had a matinee. Went on President's Day, and uh, I I wasn't a, I wasn't anticipating getting you know too high or too low on the movie. Uh, I, I I know what it's attempting to do. It, it's supposed to be a fun romp. Um, it's it's a v, it's another franchise vehicle for Tom Holland. Which he's he's bankable right now. Uh, he's you know off come, coming fresh off uh, Spider Man No Way Home, and uh, which moved into like the top three highest grossing movies of all time uh, here recently, and is getting ready to go to streaming. And he is he's a megastar right now, and so the the film uh, is uh, directed by Ruben Fleischer. And uh, stars Tom Holland and uh, Mark Wahlberg and Antonio Banderas, and so the the film it it starts off with a bang. It's uh, it's the plane scene from where uh, Nathan Drake is is uh, hanging upside down, you know, attached to one of these crates, for, hanging out of the back of the plane, and it's straight out of I think it was. Uh, I don't know. I forget if it was the first Uncharted or Uncharted Three. I don't know. Anyways, it's a it's a scene straight out of the video game, and uh, you know that's what we first that's we first meet Tom Holland's Nathan Drake character, and this the movie is a an origin story for Nathan Drake, and so we're getting very young Nathan Drake, and we never got that Nathan Drake in the video games, but. Uh, I thought Tom Holland is is fine as Nathan Drake. He's uh, he's witty. Uh, that's I think that's one of his big big traits as an actor is that he is uh, he can he can be kind of deadpan funny and he's uh, he's he's quick witted. And so the deli- delivery of lines that are meant to to poke fun or be funny, uh, he's he's well equipped to do that. And he is uh he's quickly becoming an action star and this this Nathan Drake role for him uh showcases him as an an action star more so i think than in the Spider-Man movies just because Tom Holland in the Spider-Man movies we're seeing his action scenes mostly as Spider-Man and so is it really Tom Holland in the suit is it uh is or most of his action scenes CG uh, so we, we we never really get to see Tom Holland the actor be Tom Holland the actor instead of in a suit in the Spider-Man movies. So here in these film or this film uh, Uncharted, we get to see Tom Holland showcase his stunt, uh, his stunt work, and you know him as a frontman while also being an action star. And so he's. He he's playing opposite uh, Mark Wahlberg's uh, Sully character, and Mark Wahlberg plays a very young Sully, um, you know, a, a, an experienced uh, treasure thief, and uh, their dynamic once the the two of them are introduced, and it's a quick introduction, and 
it doesn't really need to be more fleshed out than what it was. And I've I've seen critiques about how the movie was written. And while, yes, I, I do have critiques about in, in totality how the movie plays out, uh, I don't. I think one of the stronger aspects of the film is Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg's uh, on-screen, uh, you know, connection. They are they are well suited to play opposite each other, and and the 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 movie's best scenes come when Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland are on screen together in a bind, and they got to work out of it. And that's that is the movie. That's you know. There are other aspects of the movie where, you know, we get uh, Tom Holland and the actress playing uh, Chloe, uh, and uh, I forget her name right off the top of my head, but she, um, Sophia Ali, she plays Chloe Frazier, and she's the main, um, you know, uh, love love interest female in the movie, Um and you know we get we get a lot of scenes with Tom you know Tom Holland and Sophia Ali sharing screen and and there is a connection there, and, but the film is full of you know people not trusting each other like uh, Tom Tom Holland Mark Wahlberg and Sophia Ali spare a lot uh, spend a lot of time in the like the first two acts of the movie together, and nobody trusts each other, and we find out that they're all kind of just using each other to get to where they need to go while also hunting for some treasure and, uh, you know, uh, going globe, globe hopping, you know, uh, and then we're introduced to Antonio Banderas's character who plays the villain, Santiago, uh, Mancata, who is a, a very rich man, uh, you know, has uh, left his father's wealth and, uh, he has a right hand person who is, uh, uh, Braddock, who is out of the uh, the games, and she's uh, she's played by uh, Tati Gabrielle, uh, who uh, you may or may not have seen in the in the latest season of the Netflix hit show You, and so uh, she she they're all very capable in this film, and the film is is brisk; it moves quickly. Um, I mean, it's it's not a short movie at all; it's two hours long, but it never feels long. Uh, there's a ton of action sequences, which is which is great, because other than Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg's chemistry, there's nothing really to write home about as far as the acting goes in this movie. But Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg are very capable of carrying scenes by themselves. That when we get the two of them together, it's it, it's almost a bonus, and because they're on screen a lot uh, in this movie. The movie is, uh, by design, better than than it should be, and it's because the screenplay is not really that good. Uh, Ruben Ruben Fleischer is not a good director, in my opinion. Um, and like I've said before, Sony just knows that they can throw money at Ruben Fleischer and he'll he'll do a you know an okay job with it. But uh, the the movie is. Uh, just, you know, globe hopping, searching for treasure, um, you know, uh, witty one-liners and, you know, um, some emotional depth, you know, uh, Tom Holland's Nathan Drake character 
is searching for his lost brother, and uh, he's told by Mark Wahlberg that his brother, uh, you know, has died, and uh, we get that's that's kind of a similar storyline from the games, and if you played Uncharted Four, you know that you know his brother's not really dead, but and that still remains to be seen here. Is his brother dead? I don't know. But, uh, you know, the the finale of the film, uh, the, you know, where they find the treasure, is a giant CG fest, but it's it's enjoyable. Um, it's, it's a bit of practical stuff mixed in with CG. And, you know, uh, it's, it, it encompasses a good probably 20 minutes, 25 minutes of the film. And I feel like you get... Uh, your money's worth out of this film. Uh, it's not great. It's certainly not, uh, you know, on par with an Indiana Jones or even a National Treasure. Uh, but we, it's been a while since we've gotten a Treasure Hunter movie like this, and uh, because it in, because it involves two of Hollywood's bigger stars and Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland, it it's worth seeing. Uh, even if you're not going to really remember much from it after you see it, it's still a two hour, you know, uh, entertainment fest where, you know, you're seeing two likable dudes play characters that you probably know. And um, it's, ex- I'm excited to see where, and the movie made a, a, a good chunk of money uh, within its, its first week. So the three-day opening for Uncharted uh, was forty-four million, and then if you include the uh, President's Day uh, holiday, which was on that following Monday, um, it it grossed domestically fifty-one million. And so uh, worldwide, it's made one hundred fifty-four million dollars, and um, it I, I don't see how much it cost like what the actual budget was. But, I mean, it's probably pretty hefty. All right, so the estimated budget for, for Uncharted is $120 million, And it's, it's, it's you know, outperformed its its uh, budget. It's got $154 million worldwide. It'll probably end up somewhere closer to uh, $175 to $200 million by the time it, it goes to streaming. And so... It's gonna get a sequel. There's no, there's no doubt. It's gonna get a sequel. It's probably gonna get more than one sequel, um, and and that's exciting. It does have uh, the movie does have some post credit scenes that uh, kind of showcase which direction the franchise is gonna go from here. But if, if you haven't seen it, uh, I do encourage you to see it. Is because uh, I mean it's we're we're here at the end of February. By the time you're listening to this, it'll be March. And so uh, we're going to get into some some big release films, and this is a big release for uh, for Sony. It is uh, absolutely a one of their bigger films. Um, they've uh, they've they've also got Morbius uh, releasing here in the next month or so, and so uh, the the first first six months of uh, of calendar year twenty twenty two are are big for Sony, and so if if they can gross 200 million with this film and then uh you know back that up with another 150 million for morbius which i anticipate uh it will make um you know 
my my favorite person, uh, Jared Leto, is a bankable star. And uh, because um, while Morbius is a lesser known comic book character, uh, it, he is a Spider-Man villain. And uh, because Sony is placing Morbius in the Spider-Man in their Spider-Man universe, their Venom universe, you know, people will go see it. And so, just for the anticipation that they may see, you know, Spider-Man may pop up or, or Venom may pop up. So, uh, Uncharted making the money that it did is is huge for Sony. And um, you know, I, I give it out of five stars. I give it a three. It's a, I mean, it's it's solid. It's it's not it's not great, but because uh, the chemistry between Wahlberg and Holland is so good, um, I, I do I do 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 I recommend uh, going to going to see this whether you see it in you know in the theaters or when it goes to streaming it's 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 certainly worth the watch and and you won't find yourself bored so now we'll uh you you get my review for dying light 2 stay human our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Don't screw up the password again. This time, we'll blow your head off. Sweet. Love you too. You better get it right. Now listen, Steve, don't try to warn anyone I'm here. Rainer said you were a pilgrim. None of your business. You think your barking will make an impression on me? Did you know a girl named Mia? Mia? No. Who's Mia? She's my sister. Promise you'll never leave me alone here. Never. I won't leave you. Swear. I don't have to. Not him, no! Long time ago, Waltz hurt her. He took her from me. And I want him to tell me where she is. Well, that kind of information is expensive. Maybe I can help you. Welcome to paradise. Look around, Aiden. What do you see? Something people outside the walls could only dream of. Who would have thought the end of the world would be so peaceful? I wish Crane could have seen this. Luan, it's not a sign of weakness to say you were worried. <laughs> Death is how we thank traitors. You didn't say you were working for Aider. I don't work for Aider, I work for myself. Here we're all infected. Are you scared of them? Most people are. Those who are weak just give up. Keep them busy. They stop caring about anything. Give up on life, but you, 
you still care? Drop him! One move and he dies! Drop him! You're no leader, Kong. On behalf of all its whores, bandits, and idiots, I christen you a citizen of Vinador. And in the name of law, you're sentenced to death for treason. I know what loss is like. Talking about someone in particular? She trusted you, and you failed her. I'll be okay. You'll pay for that. Three against one? I like those odds. Count again. Sometimes, you have to become a monster to stay human. Nothing could ever tear us apart anyway. Fuck the plan. We don't know what's up there. You understand nothing. The little boy wants to pretend he's a grown-up. A precious little boy. One of my most anticipated games for 2022 uh, was Dying Light 2, Stay Human, which uh, is published and developed by uh, Techland Studios. And uh, they, uh, they, you know, they, they obviously developed the, the first one. And uh, the first one in 2015 uh, was was one of the more underrated uh video game new IPs released you know in the last console generation and it just uh it was a it introduced a new way of of playing a zombie apocalypse game you know the age old oh you know there's a you know zombie zombie apocalypse caused by a virus and you know uh and in the first game they had contained it they contained the the outbreak of the zombie virus to a fictional city, uh, it re- resembled a Middle East city, and uh, and you played as a character who was who was trying to get, um, you know, a uh, a cure for the virus out of the city, and you know, uh, but it it introduced parkour uh, gameplay. It's a first person. It was a first person game, and it introduced parkour gameplay. Uh, and it was very fluid, it was different, it was unique, and it was a lot of fun. And, you know, it, it had the, you know, you pick up any weapon, and you have the weapon for however long it lasts, and then it breaks, and then you gotta get a new weapon. And you can craft and create stuff, and, and, uh, there, I think there were, there were, there were guns in that game. Um, and you can only use the gun you know, in dire situations because it was loud and it attracted, you know, all the, the zombies. And so, uh, Dying Light was, was a fantastic new game and I loved it. And so when Dying Light 2 got a 2022 release date, man, I was ecstatic. And so I, I picked it up on the PS5 and, uh, you know, I, I, I had, peeked at some reviews and the reviews had it at, you know, it's, you know, an eight, eight out of 10. And, you know, while it's expansive and it introduces a lot of new parkour elements, 
Uh, it also introduces some um, uh, like a grappling hook and a uh, a glider. Uh, you know, uh, part uh, Dying Light Two uh, makes you. It's a. It takes place in a in a much bigger fictional city with uh, skyscrapers, and you know the parkour elements are much more evolved and refined. Uh, it's it's a lot more fluid than the first game. Even though the first game's parkour elements were very good, uh, you know sometimes you would you'd go to jump on something and you wouldn't quite get it, and uh, you were like, "What, well, bro? It's like right above you. Why can't you jump up to this thing? You're a parkour master." Here in Dying Light Two, your parkour elements are just second nature. Um, and I mean, almost almost superhuman, but not quite. Uh, you're not overpowered in that aspect. And uh, the game goes out of its way to tell you that this is one of this is how humans have stayed alive in this city for so long is because they've all mastered parkour, the the art of uh, running and jumping and uh, climbing, you know, over obstacles. And so uh, the story here is that you you play as as Aiden, um, you know, uh, just kind of your run of the mill guy who. Uh, when he was a kid, was experimented on with uh, with uh, drug, you know, um, concoctions trying to cure the virus. This takes place 15 years after the first one, and so you, and this is one of the weak, the weakest aspects of the game is that uh, you're the the main character here, Aiden, is just is meh. He's, I mean, the the voice actors meh. The, the character in his in his story is just average. Um, I didn't find myself caring too much about him or you know what he needed to do. And the the main course of the game is you're trying to find your long lost sister. You you two were together as children and then you got split up and you're trying to find your sister now. And you find out that she may be in this this other city and you're trying to get her get to her and along the way you've got to align yourself with uh with factions uh there are multiple factions in this game uh two of the biggest ones being the peacekeepers which is kind of like the uh the military in the city uh and then the survivors and you know the one of the biggest things is is you you go through and much like the first game you have safe houses and at night um, see in the first game, you know, at night it was just more dangerous. Uh, you had a much, much more, uh, much stronger, uh, zombies, uh, that were after you at night and you had to, you like, you know, you only went out at night if you had to, uh, in Dying Light 2, your main character, because he was, uh, uh, experimented on as a, as a child, he was, he has, uh, the virus in him this uh the virus that turns you into a zombie and you have to uh and so you're 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 pretty much immune to the zombies however i mean you can die but uh you know if anybody else was to get bitten or swiped at or whatever by a zombie they would they would pretty much turn he, you here as this Aiden uh Aiden character uh, don't have that problem however because you have this virus in you, 
you can only go out at night for so long. And then you have a timer that appears on screen when you go out at night. And, uh, you know, the timer starts out like you have, like, I think it's five minutes. And then as you progress through the game and get skill points and, and uh, you know, you find meds that allow you to uh, increase your, your, your uh, zombie timer, I guess, you can stay out longer. And uh, I think by the, by the time I, I completed the game, the main story, um, I had got my timer up to like eight minutes. And so, and you can choose, you know, whether to increase your stamina, which you do have a stamina meter, and that you know, stamina is used to uh, climb and um, swing your, because it's all melee weapon. Well, you, uh, not it's not all melee. Weapons. You do have a bow and arrow, uh, but most of the the game's weapons are melee. And so, if you have a two handed weapon, it takes more stamina to to swing it, as opposed to a one handed weapon. And then. When you get a paraglider, or just glider, um, you know, you gliding also takes stamina. I think, I mean, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild uh, is a heavy influence here in this game, much like every other game that is made now. And so, uh, you, as, as you progress, you do get stamina increases and health increases. And then you do have a uh, some skill trees to where... Uh, you can increase your parkour abilities or you can increase your combat abilities. And, uh, I, you know, I found that your parkour abilities are much are, are much better than your combat abilities is because you don't necessarily need your combat ability. You don't have to engage. I mean, there are stories and uh, story missions and, and side quests that require you to kill something or somebody or fight somebody. And uh, you will need some some combat skills. However, the game is built around the parkour, so the the skill tree for your parkour abilities is is much more important, in my opinion. Uh, but you know, the story here is just it's lackluster. Uh, I, I I didn't really care about getting to my sisters because it's it ultimately is not important. Uh, the 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 better story here is is the survivors versus the peacekeepers and and uh, how you're going about helping either one and sometimes you have to help both you 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 kind of swing back and forth you're kind of a mercenary trying to get them each to help you get to your sister and you end up caring more about those characters and and one of the 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 other main characters in this game is uh, a female by the name of Lawan, and uh, she is played by Rosario Dawson, and who is very good. Um, I th- probably should have just made her the main character here, but um, Rosario Dawson uh, plays this this character, Lawan. She has also got some of the uh, virus in her. She was experimented on as a child in the same lab that you were, and so the name, you know. Dying Light to Stay Human plays off of, you know, at night, your immunization meter, as it counts down, you know, once it counts down all the way, you turn for good and you're a zombie and you die. Uh, you know, you're trying to stay human. So um, the game, the game is, 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 is good. It's, it's fun. Uh, I had, a, I had a lot of fun jumping from rooftop to rooftop and climbing buildings and uh, 
you know, developing my parkour abilities to where they kind of go hand in hand with your combat is because you can, you can jump over, uh, your bad guys and, you know, swing, swing your weapon, or you can, um, slide into, uh, you know, zombies while also, uh, attacking them with your weapon and the, about midway through the the story, the main story, um, is where I really found myself having fun. Um, it was kind of more of a kind of a slog to get there, and you had to go through just some some mundane story beats. But once once you get the glider and you get the the bow and arrow, uh, that's when the game really unleashes itself to you and you know you can just kind of just run around and and kill zombies or go on side quest or go hunting for you know uh new 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 uh crafting materials so you can upgrade your weapons and i just that's where i found myself having the most fun and there isn't another game like this on the market right now and you know techland decided that they were going to kind of forego some of the heavier graphics in uh in turn focusing more on i i guess gameplay and while i can respect that decision i don't think that was the right decision um i don't think they needed to introduce the glider uh you know, as a, as a mobility tool, I don't think that they needed to, you know, focus so much on the parkour abilities from, you know, as an impact or an improvement from the first game. I think they could have just kept the same mechanics and, uh, kind of revamped them a little bit, but not focus so heavily on it to where they, uh, you know, forego upgrading the graphics. It's because, if you're playing this on a PS4 Pro, you're probably pretty happy with the graphics. But playing this on the PS5, man, I'm I'm just finding myself thinking, man, this this game looks like a PS4 game, you know? Um, what what does this use other than, um, you know, no loads? There's no loading in this game. Uh, so I mean that it does use the the PS5 engine well there, but you know, I'm I'm supposed to be impressed by the graphics. I'm just that's the biggest sin of this game, in my opinion, is that it just it doesn't look great. Um, it's fun and I was entertained, but it just doesn't look good, and and that's that's my biggest gripe. And so, uh, with with you know, Horizon, Horizon, Horizon Forbidden West, and now Elden Ring, um, out. Uh, you know, Dying Light Two has has competition for for what you're playing right now, and those other two open world games look so much better than Dying Light Two. And so, while Dying Light Two does have its uh, its uniqueness and the things it can offer that these other games cannot, man, I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West, and I'm going, holy crap, this game looks amazing. Um, and like while some people aren't 
you know, graphic snobs and, you know, looking for that. Man, I got a, I have a T I have a, uh, an expensive TV that is capable of producing, um, you know, these, this graphical output and showcasing it. And, uh, you know, I've, I'm playing on the PS five, which, you know, is supposed to be this, this high end engine. And Techland decided that they weren't good. They, they weren't going to showcase that. And that's, a that's disappointing in my opinion. So uh, I, I, I'm going to give the game probably a, a, a 7.5, eight out of 10. Um, it's fun. It's, it's entertaining. However, you're not going to remember much about it once you're, once you're not playing it anymore. And oh, unfortunately there's there's better, better looking games that tell a, a better story. And so while the uniqueness it does win at some points, it's, it's not, it's not going to, uh, it's not going to be game of the year. And so, um, pick it up. If you, if you've never played the dying light franchise, it's, it's still, it's still worth playing and experiencing, but, uh, there are better, better games out currently right now that can occupy your time. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's my review for dying light Two. uh, stay human played on the PS five. I put about, uh, uh, put about 50 hours into it. Um, and so, uh, yeah. So if you want to get at the podcast, you can find uh, Budget Arcade on all your social media platforms at Budget Arcade and at Budget Arcade Games. Uh, if you would like to support the podcast, you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Budget Arcade. And you can, uh, you know, donate some money uh, to the pod, help us uh, stay afloat. You can also purchase a uh, some T-shirts. Uh, we have a couple different designs, and uh, you can catch the links in the show notes for for that. And we do appreciate your support. And you can join our Discord channel, uh, our Discord server, um, Budge Arcade. Uh, we we have designated listeners um, that uh, we we have a pretty good pretty good uh, following there, and we would be happy to have you, new listener, new friend of the pod. What are we playing next week? Vagante. We're playing Vagante on the. Uh, uh, I think I'm playing it on PS5. Um, but make sure you're you're tuning in for our review there. That's one of our first. Um, non-free-to-play reviews and so we're excited about that uh make sure you're uh you've got us bookmarked there and uh our music is provided by stimage uh you can find his music at metroidmetal.com and we'll catch you next week